Well, all signs point to DJ Wagner coming on down to Kentucky, and it looks like Coach Cal hasn't lost his recruiting touch. We're going to talk about the Wildcats recruiting on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. You can sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about DJ Wagner, one of the most popular recruits in the entire country. It looks like he is going to be coming to the Wildcats here very soon. Going to talk about him and the class. And then later on in the show, we're going to start a new segment that I'm hoping I will cross over with the Locked On College Basketball podcast uh, to do this with. We're going to do a blue blood breakdown. We're going to talk about Kentucky. We're going to talk about some of the other bigger names in college basketball and what they've been up to. And I think it's going to be relevant to you, Big Blue Nation, for the first few weeks here of the college basketball season because some of these teams, Kentucky is going to be playing straight up. So we're going to keep tabs on that. And then finally, speaking of the Locked On College Basketball podcast, we are going to be talking with Isaac Shade about Oscar Shibway, Severe Wheeler, and what we expect as far as a timeline for their return. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. And if you have not subscribed on YouTube, go ahead and hit that red button. It takes about two seconds. Really helps us, uh, helps us out here at Locked On Kentucky. Support the channel. It's really simple. It's free. Just go ahead and subscribe. There's no reason not to. All right. Reports are saying that DJ Wagner is expected to make an announcement, an announcement for his commitment as early as this upcoming Monday, November 14th. We knew this was coming at some point. We thought it was coming weeks ago, actually going to get into that in a second. But Travis Branham, who is an analyst for 24-7 Sports, a national college basketball analyst, he's had a crystal ball in for DJ Wagner to go to Kentucky for a while, but these reports started to surface yesterday afternoon. And Branham wrote about Wagner yesterday, and he said this, quote, Based on the information at hand, I have raised my crystal ball to a level 10 out of 10. My confidence in Kentucky is sky high. So if it's coming from him, I mean, it's just about done, right? I mean, everybody and their mother is reporting this. That, that is actually relevant and worth listening to. DJ Wagner's coming to the Wildcats. There's no question about it at this point. It's just a matter of the kid making the announcement himself and him getting to be able to kind of hype it up. Again, Monday, November 14th, the, the commitment is expected to come as early as then, and it may be a couple days after. We're going to keep tabs on that. Obviously, we're going to be in Indianapolis for the Michigan State-Kentucky game. Going to be covering that. Going to be talking about Wagner. But this is more important. I think we're going to talk about Wagner. We're going to break him down real quick. But before we do that, I want to talk about this recruiting class. Because Wagner signing will give Kentucky the number one class in the country. Okay, and you may say that's not a big deal. Kentucky does that all the time. I just want to put this into perspective for you guys real quick. That will be the eighth time that Kentucky has signed the number one class under Coach Cal. And you look at the conglomerate of players that are coming in. And man, 
I, I think you've got a player that you could put at every single position and you could let him rock. And depending on who comes back from this year's squad that I think is going to be insanely talented, I'm very excited about this season. I mean, we were, we're shaping up to where we talked about this with Isaac Shade, and we'll get to this later on the show, but he asked me, is there any sort of pressure? Obviously, no hot seat talk, Doug, because of the lifetime contract. Is there any sort of pressure on John Calipari to produce a national championship here soon? And I said, I don't necessarily think that it's, you know, a realistic expectation given how difficult it is to, to pull off such a feat in the NCAA tournament, but there is the expectation that over these next two years, you know, we are setting ourselves up. Kentucky is setting themselves up to really make a legitimate run. They've got the pieces. They've got the talent. It's just a question of whether or not the coaching staff can put it together. So I say absolutely. You know, this year, next season, these are two prime years for you to potentially do something. So the question is, can you actually go out and do it? So this signing, if Wagner were to commit, and I believe he's going to based on the reports that we've read, it would give Kentucky five players, number one class in the country. It would give them Justin Edwards, Aaron Bradshaw, Robert Dillingham, DJ Wagner, and Reed Shepard. Shepard is the only four-star out of that group. All the other four players are five stars. This is a loaded, loaded class. And you look at the way that this has kind of played out with Wagner. So back in the summer, Aaron Bradshaw was looking at Kentucky as well as a place to potentially go. And then after some rumors circled about Bradshaw maybe not wanting to play with Wagner, maybe wanting to go somewhere where he could be the star, it looked like he was maybe going to be a G League, Louisville lean. We talked about that earlier in the summer. A couple of people pulled their crystal ball predictions for him to go to the Wildcats. And then Bradshaw decided just a few weeks ago he was actually going to go commit to Kentucky. And then all of a sudden, the DJ Wagner talk, which was already ramping up at that point, really started to take off. Apparently, these two kids want to play uh, uh, with each other again. High school teammates. It's going to be thrilling. I'm excited about it. I'm just so, I'm really excited to see the way that this backcourt pairs with Bradshaw. Man, I'm excited. And Kingsley is going to still be here, I believe. It's going to be a very talented, very long athletic team. Just to give you some analysis on Wagner, we'll obviously talk about him a little bit more whenever he actually does commit. Began his career as a top-ranked player in the class of 2023 Comes from a family with strong basketball bloodlines. His, uh, I don't remember if it's his grandfather or his father. I'm so sorry. I should have written this down in my notes. Played for the Lakers just a couple decades ago. Um, at his core, uh, this is my analysis on him. He's a combination guard who specializes in scoring. Not an overwhelming athlete. Very, very talented. Can score at all three levels. Gets to the rim really easily. Uh, has different floaters, pull-up jumpers. He's got, he's got all, all you would want from an offensive score. He plays light. He's not as bouncy as some other uh, players, but he does not carry a lot of weight or force in his offensive moves. His jump shot can be a little awkward at at times. His base is not the most consistent. Otherwise, and that's just literally me nitpicking. I mean, he's obviously one of the best players in the country coming out of high school. His base, again, not the most consistent. Otherwise, though, it's his shooting that it's not that that's not what intrigues me. And we talked about this weeks ago, months ago, even. It's the offense that he has in the paint. He's not particularly explosive. He's not particularly fast. But again, he's very, very light on his feet, and he's got a really nice offensive game around the rim. He also played at Camden High with Lance Ware. just want to point that out there. So if Lance is here, he will also be playing with Ware in his senior season. Based on what I can tell, he's going to play off the ball. That's just what, I, what I've seen. So it would be Dillingham at the point guard, Wagner at the two. 
uh, or unless Kentucky wanted to play small and push him down to the three, which is not going to happen. 6'3", 165, by the way, according to 24-7 Sports, his height and weight. His Camden High School stats almost averaged 20 points a game, 3.5 assists per game, 4.5 rebounds per game, and 3.1 steals per game. Back-to-back player of the year in high school in the state of New Jersey. Again, I mean, it, it almost does not get better than this when it comes to taking a, a player out of high school. He's got the size at 6'3". He's got the scoring at all levels. You know, defensively, you know, you don't hear a whole lot about him, and I wouldn't necessarily peg him as a liability. I'm just saying it. You don't see a lot of people that are particularly thrilled about his defensive game, but still, he's going to commit. We're going to have five players that are extremely talented in this upcoming class. Cal has not lost his recruiting touch. We're going to keep it rolling. Executing next season is going to be really important because you're going to have all, Cal's going to have all the talent in the world. It's just whether or not you can actually get him to the title game. All right, I want to transition over to the Blue Blood breakdown. What's going on with the Blue Bloods after a one game of action? Before we do that, though, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to spice up the college football season. You can head over and sign up today to join in on the college football pick'em fun. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, not just Kentucky. You can pick across any team, and you can decide whether or not they will finish higher or lower in receiving yards, rushing yards, fantasy points, all that good stuff. It's a lot of fun. So Kentucky does not have any players on the higher or lower for underdog fantasy this week, but I've got you three from the Kentucky, excuse me, the Mississippi State-Georgia game. I think there are a couple of easy ones to hit here, and then a one that I'm not quite certain of. So Stetson Bennett, his uh, higher or lower is set at 288.5 passing yards. I'm going to go lower on that. Will Rogers' passing yards is set at 230.5. I'm going to go higher on that, even though I think a lot of people would go lower on that. And then the running back for State, Jaquavius Marks, his higher or lower is set at 39.5 rushing yards. I'm going to take lower, even though I don't feel great about it. I'm going to take lower to make it uh, three-leg there. So those are my picks for this week, and you can go and make your own picks today as well. You can sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, you get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. You could get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. The Blue Blood Breakdown. Again, next week, I'm going to try and do this with the hosts of Locked On College Basketball, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade. We'll keep you updated on that, but this is a new segment I want to do. Talking about what's going on with the Blue Bloods in college basketball, and that includes Kentucky. The reason I wanted to start this is, like I said earlier, I think it's relevant to the Wildcats. I think it's relevant to Big Blue Nation because most of these teams, Kentucky either is going to play at some point this season in the postseason, fingers crossed that they get that far, or they're going to play them in the non-con slate. In fact, three of them right now that I've got listed, they're going to play in the non-con slate. Maybe we'll rotate this around. Maybe we'll add in Michigan State or Michigan here. Um, We'll just have to see. But let's start with Kentucky. Obviously, as we all know, Kentucky rolled in their season opener. They are the number one overall seed in the the latest edition of Bracketology, according, according to a Joe Lenardi. It came out like three days ago, so obviously a lot has happened since then. But right now, Kentucky on top of the college basketball world, according to Ken Palm and Joe Lenardi. Number one, 
course, the AP poll has him at number four. I personally think that Kentucky should be ranked number one, but that's partially biased. And it's also, we, we talked about that before, so we don't have to get into it. The second team I wanted to talk about today is Gonzaga. So Gonzaga, I know that a lot of people may not think that they're necessarily a blue blood, but just based on the way that they've been, they've been playing recently, I know they don't have a title. They're a very talented team. They've risen up to the top of college basketball, and they've been there for consistently quite a few years now. So I'm going to put them in this realm, but they're like on the lower end. They may be the lowest tier on this blue blood spectrum. So Gonzaga in their season opener, obviously Kentucky's going to play them here in just uh, nine days, actually. The Bulldogs beat North Florida 104 to 63 in their season opener, and, and North Florida is not a phenomenal team, but it, but by no means. But the most important thing I think you have to point out here is the offensive efficiency for Gonzaga is just going to keep on trucking. They've got a really talented point guard uh, in, uh, excuse me, a really talented forward in Julian Strother. Uh, all, obviously, Drew Timmy is entering his 30th year with the Zags uh, this year. One of the best players in the country, according to Ken Palm. Gonzaga right now rolling out of the gate. Next up, Indiana 2-0. They've already played two games this season. They played Moorhead State, who was decent last year, lost a couple of players to the transfer portal. Though, according to Ken Palm, they're terrible this year. Um, they, uh, the Hoosiers beat Moorhead State 88-53, and then they just beat uh, Bethune-Cookman 101-49. So not a whole lot of tough... Uh, competition for the Hoosiers uh, so far this season. They play Xavier tonight, uh, which should be the most difficult team of their non-conference slate outside of North Carolina, who they will play on November 30th. But yeah, keep an eye on Indiana because that's a team that's kind of been meh in the Big Ten over the past few years, but they got a couple of really talented players. Uh, Tracy Jackson Davis, obviously the the big name there uh, for them. So just keep an eye on Indiana. I know that a lot of people don't really view them as a blue blood because of what they've done recently. They've just kind of faded out of a relevancy, but they're still there. They're still there. And this year they, they could make a lot of noise. Kansas team that Kentucky's going to play in the sec big 12 challenge. A couple of no name wins here. North Dakota state uh, on November 10th, on November 7th, they beat Nebraska, Omaha, 89 to 64. It's just Omaha. It's just straight up over Omaha. Uh, statistically, so far, Kansas has been really sound. You know, they haven't done a whole lot of different things in those two games, but that I could note. Kevin McCuller, Grady Dick, Juwan Harris, Jalen Wilson, KJ Adams. You know, you look at that rotation, look at the talent there. Statistically, I think it may be one of the best starting fives in the entire country. We'll just have to monitor it to see what they do throughout Big 12 play. But uh, yeah, obviously Kansas in the running. And we're going to see what they do against the Wildcats this, this year. Uh, based on what I saw last year, and based on the way that Kentucky's roster is built this year, I'm not saying oh, they're going to blow them out, but I think I would favor Kentucky in that game if I had to pick right now. All right, North Carolina, the team that everybody apparently thinks is overrated, uh, except for the AP poll. And no, I'm not on the side of a the AP poll. I think North Carolina's talented, but I don't think they're that talented. I'll just say that. They got a win against UMC Williamton, uh, uh, Wilmington, excuse me, 69 to 56, just offensively, just a very slow-paced game. You may look at that, that score on only 69 points, on a no-name school, but I actually went. You, you, I went and actually immediately looked at the stats after this game. They were just very, very slow. They shot over fifty percent from two. They shot twenty percent from three, but they only took ten threes. And overall, they just didn't take a lot of shots. They were just. It was just a very slow-paced type of game uh, for for North Carolina. Just not a lot of shots going up. They didn't turn the ball over either. Actually, they're their top fifty right now in Kimpom in in terms of uh, turnover percentage. So. Just a weird the way that they've come out the gate so far. We're going to have to keep an eye on them. Uh, did not take a look at Pete Nance's stat line, but he is a player that is going to have to be one of the glue guys for them this season. Transfer from Northwestern. 
uh, by the way, for those of you out there that don't know. A team that Kentucky's going to play here in just a couple of weeks, a few weeks, actually. It's a little over a month away. UCLA, currently a top 15 team in the nation, according to Ken Palm. They beat Sacramento State by 16, or 26, excuse me, 76 to 50. Not a whole lot to note here, other than the fact that uh, Tiger Campbell and, uh, and uh, Jack Wes, their forward, have been here for what feels like 30 years, uh, but they're back, and um, they are, they're rolling. Of course, the most interesting thing here is Jaden Clark, a junior, uh, is actually currently the number one player in the Ken Palm uh, Player of the Year Award race. We'll keep an eye on that. And no, I do not just use all, all of Ken Palm for everything, although I would highly encourage you to go check out Ken Palm because they do have a lot of great stuff. Duke. One of the last two teams I want to talk about here, uh, obviously a team that Kentucky does not have on their non-con slate, would love to play the Blue Devils at some point here soon. Now that uh, John Shire is the head coach, 71-44 to was the score in their victory over Jacksonville in the season opener. Offense, one of the most efficient in the country out of the gates, although they did lose quite a bit of talent to the NBA draft. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, their entire starting five got drafted. Uh, outside of maybe Jeremy Roach. I don't remember if Roach was a starter last year. But yeah, Roach is back, and he's going to be a guard for this team that's going to kind of lead them. Uh, they've got Tyrese Proctor, who is also somebody I think you need to keep an eye on. Kyle Filipkowski uh, is another player that you need to keep an eye on. Again, I'm doing this segment, Big Blue Breakdown, just kind of give you an update on the teams that Kentucky's either going to face here soon or will likely face at the end of the season if they were to make a run. And as of right now, I think they will. So the final team I want to talk about here, not necessarily in the Blue Blood conversation, but they have won a couple national titles recently. Villanova out the gates. So Villanova, obviously, head coach Kyle Neptune after, uh, after the um, Jay Wright retired just a, a short while ago. They've got a completely new rotation. Like, most of their guys are, are, are names that you would not recognize from any past Villanova or recent Illinois, uh, Villanova teams outside of maybe Eric Dixon and Caleb Daniels. But even then, those are not names that I think you would associate with some of the most recent success that Villanova's had. Archie Diacono is a name that you probably remember from the national championship just a few years ago. Chris Archie Diacono is on this team, uh, and he is, uh, according to Kim Palm, he's a starter. So we'll keep an eye on him because obviously we know what, what that name did in the national championship, uh, handing off to Chris Jenkins just a cute couple of years Ago. Anyway, that was the breakdown I wanted to give you. Obviously, with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, we're going to go a little bit more in depth. Would love to be able to kind of get your thoughts on some of the teams that Kentucky is going to play in this non-con slate. I could have added Michigan. Didn't feel comfortable comfortable about it. If you want to hear about just the teams that Kentucky is going to be playing coming up, leave it in the YouTube comments below and let me know what you think. All right. I want to talk about our conversation with Isaac Shade of Locked on College Basketball. We're going to talk with him about Oscar Sheebway, Wheeler, expectancies for return, whether or not they will return tonight, whether or not they will return against Michigan State, kind of what Kentucky's going to do, pressure on Coach Cal, all that good stuff. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Simply Safe. Do you know that the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? Happens over the holidays every single year. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security systems. So that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season, you can order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Again, uh, my my family's been using Simply Safe for quite a while. I use it as well. I just got it recently. 
Uh, my parents have said a lot of really good things about it. They've talked about how comfortable it is to use, how easy it is to use within the app. You can do it whenever you're away from home. You can unlock the doors for guests. You can access your cameras to check what's going on. I've actually, unironically, this is not a bit for the read. I actually have a couple of friends that use this, and they're very happy with their Simply Safe system. Again, I'm dead serious. That's not a bit for the read. I'm actually just thinking of processing through this in real time. A lot of people that I know, including myself, very happy with our Simply Safe systems. They're so easy to set up, and they're, again, they're phenomenal to use. Uh, really easy to use with their app as well. Just kind of check on what's going on, orders, different things like that, letting guests in. It's all been great. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. You can get fifty percent off any new Simply Safe system over at simplysafe.com/slash-locked-on-college today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so I'd encourage you guys not to wait on this. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And the Kentucky Wildcats preseason number four off to a one and zero start, stomped Howard on opening night, ninety five to sixty three. But the big storyline coming into the beginning of the season, Lance, there was no Oscar Sheboy and there was no Xavier Wheeler. What is going on with the Wildcats? Well, as of right now, Oscar Shibway sitting out with a minor knee injury. He had a procedure done on his knee midway through October. So it was about a 15-minute uh, little procedure just to kind of clean some things up. He was out for the season opener against Howard, like you mentioned. And Coach Cal has been pretty secretive, honestly, about his status uh, throughout the past few weeks. Has said that he didn't expect to see Oscar on Monday. He said that he was doubtful for the Duquesne game tomorrow. And he said he would be somewhat surprised if he was he was in the lineup and similar things he said about severe Wheeler. Wheeler actually uh, had a similar knee injury, not a procedure done, but a similar knee injury. Uh, and he was uh, out after the Missouri Western State exhibition game just a few days ago. So, yeah, both those guys were out for the game against Howard. But like you mentioned, huge win, 30 point plus win for the Wildcats. So not a ton of concern. But if this thing does continue there could be some questions rising from the fan base. Absolutely. And, and especially with, I, I'd picked up on as well, what you mentioned about coach K coach Cal, excuse me, being yikes, uh, pretty uh, secretive and veiled about it. Does that give you like, to me, that says this is worse than he's letting on is, is there anything that, that, that leads you to believe? I think that you know, from my perspective, you know, that could be a possibility from my perspective, though. I don't necessarily think it's something that's extreme, both for Wheeler or for Shibway. Okay. My perspective on it has been, I think that they had the minor procedure on Shibway and they were going to hold him out regardless until the Michigan State game next week. And so I think that that's a chance where you could see both these guys not play against Duquesne tomorrow, but you could see them ready to go against Michigan State. It's I, I genuinely believe if they wanted to play one or two of those guys or both of them this Friday, they would. If Michigan State was playing tomorrow against the Wildcats, I think that they would be in the rotation. Now, whether or not we do get to see them against Michigan State is the question. If we don't, then that theory is confirmed, then that maybe this is a little bit more serious than we think. But to be honest with you, I'm not particularly concerned about it until we see them potentially play against the Spartans <laughs> or not. We'll just have to see. So all eyes will be on the Champions Classic next Tuesday night. Do we get to see the reigning National Player of the Year back in action? I know the whole college basketball world, except maybe Louisville fans, is hoping so. Part of the reason that Kentucky and Coach Cal feels comfortable to leave both of these two guys to not rush them back is because of freshman Kaysen Wallace. What did you see from him against Howard on opening night? 
I said it heading into the season, Isaac, and I'll say it again here. He's my favorite player on the team because he allows Kentucky to do a couple of different things offensively that Severe Wheeler did similar things, but it's not necessarily the full full bag. I think Kentucky is is just as good in transition with Case and Wallace running the point as when Wheeler is. But the difference here is the size. Obviously, Severe Wheeler undersized, five foot nine. Case and Wallace though, six foot four, can handle the ball just as well. You look at his stat line against Howard: fifteen points on seven of eleven shooting, eight rebounds, nine assists. Got really close to a triple double in his first game <laughs> as a Wildcat. Also had two steals on top of that. You know, he was pegged as a as a very talented defender coming out of high school, but not enough people were talking about his offense and what he could do. Uh, he's, uh, I think as a draft prospect, he's been kind of pegged as this like three and D type of guy, but he truly does have the entire bag. He's got the mid range. He's explosive whenever it comes to getting to the rim and transition. So he's got everything. And on top of that, he's six foot four, which I think a lot of Wildcat fans are really happy about. And this is not to discredit severe Wheeler, obviously one of the best assist men in the entire country, obviously, but you, you start to feel maybe a little bit more comfortable about the upcoming non-conference slate with Gonzaga, Michigan State, Michigan, Louisville. You've got all these different really big games coming up. You start to feel more comfortable and say, okay, let's say Severe Wheeler maybe isn't 100% throughout this non-con slate. Well, you've got Casey Wallace, I think, who is just as capable of running this Kentucky offense, and I think he proved that against Howard on Monday night. All right, that was our conversation with Isaac Shade of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Links to their YouTube channel will be in the description below. Would highly encourage you guys to go and check them out. Just started out the podcast here at the Locked On Podcast Network. We will be hopping on with them consistently. I'll try and get them on the show as well. Really, really knowledgeable about the sport and about their respective schools. Both Andy Patton and Isaac Shade both do podcasts for Blue Bloods. As we just discussed, uh, Patton does the Locked On Gonzaga podcast. And Shade does the Locked On Tar Heels podcast for North Carolina. So would highly encourage you guys to go check them out if you just want to learn more about college basketball as a whole. They've been talking a ton about Oscar Sheway recently. So go hit them up. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hey, you can follow the show on Twitter over at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. We're going to be previewing Michigan State on Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. You guys have a great rest of your day and God bless.